Hello and a very warm welcome to Rajya Sabha Television. You're watching The Big Picture with me, Frank Rausen Pereira. Well, digital media influencers, YouTubers and celebrities promoting their favorite brands might have to be a bit more cautious going forward as a new draft regulation by the Advertising Standards Council of India stipulates that all influencers will have to declare if a product or a service is being covered as part of a promotion. The guidelines say that advertising labels should be clearly visible for video content on all platforms, including mobile phones. For audio content, the disclosure will have to be announced before and after the content. In case of social platforms like Instagram, uh, the guidelines suggest that the disclosure label be superimposed on the image. The content cannot be digitally manipulated to show the product in better light. Influencers will also need to verify whether the claims being made in the advertisement are valid and can be substantiated. The guidelines are similar to the Federal Trade Commission guidelines in the United States. The draft proposal is up for public debate till March 8th and is expected to be rolled out by April 15th. In this edition of The Big Picture, we will analyze the draft regulations for social media influencers. Joining me on the program today are Subhash Kamath, CEO, Advertising Standards Council of India, Kushbu Jain, cyber law expert, and Arijit Ray, CEO and founder, The Unlock Company. Thank you to all my guests for joining me on this edition of The Big Picture. Subhash Kamath, I'd like to begin the program with you first. Let's first try and understand, you know, what is a social media influencer? What is social media influencer marketing? And why is there a need to check it? I think, I think uh, if you've examined social media over the years, especially in the last five years, I would say, it's, it's really become a very, very strong platform for consumers to interact with brands, uh, apart from obviously having their own uh, posts, etc., and conversations, community conversations. A lot of brands have realized that this is going to become a very, very important engagement platform for their consumers, right? And as a result of which, there's also been uh, another phenomenon of, of people who've been able to create their own communities and create their own following and whom we call influencers. The, the, the world of influencers is very vast. Uh, at any point of time in India, for example, I think there are about 150,000 already uh, and at different levels of followership, right? So you can have a, a, a micro influencer with 10,000 followers. You can have people with 50,000 followers, you can have people with 1 million, 5 million. So there's a different gradations of influencers. The reason the word influencer is that these followers look up to the person they are following and they believe in the person they are following. They, 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 they accept the content and that's why you follow a person because you enjoy the content of the person and therefore they enjoy a huge amount of trust. Now with that trust, in my opinion, uh, comes a very large responsibility. Right, and, and therefore, if you are as an influencer uh, taking on a commercial uh, proposition for a brand uh, and therefore are going to convince your followers about a particular brand, then that marketing promotion comes with a certain responsibility. The biggest issue here is that in, in social media, the lines between advertising and content have started to blur. It has started to blur so much so that uh, many of these followers, a lay consumer, is unable to distinguish on what is a paid promotional message 
and what is organic posts by the followers. And therefore, if you looked at uh, ASCII's objectives have always been twofold. One is how do we protect consumer interest from them being misled? And the second is how do we guide our own community <coughs> to become more responsible marketeers and advertisers? So these guidelines that we've come has done uh, after a lot of research. Uh, we've examined the way US tackled it, UK tackled it. We have had people from Google, people from Big Bang Social as part of a think tank. Uh, they manage most of the influencers in the country. So we've had a lot of inputs from people in our task force. And right. we felt that the first and foremost, we need to have a distinguished, uh, uh, the, we, we must help the consumer distinguish between what is paid content and what is organic post. And therefore, Absolutely. it is the responsibility. So that is one part of it. And secondly, we are advising all the influencers that when you make a specific claim about a product, make sure you've done your due diligence with the brand that because that is where a largest amount of misleading claims can happen. So if you do not have data to substantiate it or the brand has not provided data, it can be held as a misleading claim. And sure. uh, uh, any influencer who comes under the endorser tag can mm. be held responsible today as per the CPA Act. So, sure. And therefore, okay. we felt it was really the right time to give some level of organization and corridors of freedom, as I call it, uh, mm. in an otherwise un unorganized sector so far. Right, absolutely. So we'll continue discussing about what some of the proposals were, you know, and, you know, what are some of the recommendations and you also, uh, you know, the, the regulations, the draft regulations are out in the public domain till March 8th as well. So everyone is free to give in their suggestions and give in your thoughts as well. We'll talk about that too a little ahead in the program. Let me bring in uh, Arijit Ray into the picture as well, you know, so... Uh, how is this or how, how is regulating social media influencers likely to impact brands? Because as Subhash just explained and just told us that, you know, this has become a big industry now and brands are using social media influencers. So how does this affect or how will this affect brands going forward and how will it affect social media influencers too? Yeah, I'll... Uh... Thanks for the question. In fact, I'll go back about seven to eight years back, you know, uh, the way consumers are interacting with the brands and the way consumers started interacting with the brands over the last seven to eight years, one biggest change that has happened is that uh, consumers are expecting that brands don't talk to them the way they spoke earlier. So consumers are saying that, please don't talk to me from a pedestal. You know, consumers are, consumers want a kind of relatable language. Consumers want to be spoken in a way they enjoy consuming social media. And, uh, you know, the, before answering your question, I'll just go back to this whole thing. Why did influencer programs or influencer marketing programs, how did they get the traction? They started getting the traction because uh, consumers started seeing influencers as a bridge between brands and them because suddenly they saw a lot of content that was being deemed by the influencers were far more relatable, they were far more you know, easier to understand, they were fresher, they were more authentic. And this is the main reason why uh, consumers started seeing influencers as one of them. That is why, you know, that is why this whole influencer marketing program or influencers uh, started getting so much of traction in the industry. Now, the other thing that uh, one will need to take note of is that, uh, you know, brands will have to take cognition of this 
whole thing of authenticity. Uh, the fact that whenever they're designing marketing programs or influencer marketing programs, uh, they will need to factor in the fact that, you know, it needs to be authentic. Now, here is the trap. The moment we actually start designing marketing programs or designing influencer marketing programs, which seem authentic, it actually defeats the whole purpose of influencer marketing. Hmm. So today what is happening is a lot of brands are trying to design marketing programs, influencer marketing program in such a way that it looks, it kind of seamlessly merges into the social media feed and consumers start thinking that it is content being generated by user. Now, I'll give you an example. It happened to a very, very large international brand about three to four years back where they were asked to take off a piece of content, which it was actually a beauty tutorial. Uh, it was actually being beamed by a vlogger, a very famous vlogger. Uh, but ASA ruled that that piece of content didn't have an explicit uh, understand, explicit uh, declaration that this is actually a sponsored piece of content. Now, this is exactly what uh, Subhash uh, through as Advertising uh, Standards Council is trying to bring to India. While in the Western markets, this orientation is fairly strong because in the Western markets, we have a far more you know, active consumer redressal system. But in the Indian market, a lot of things are happening. I think under the present government, a lot of things are happening. And as we go along, the consumer redressal systems will get stronger. Mm. But I think the most important thing that needed to be got, as Subhash rightly mentioned, the little bit of the organization needs to come into play because a little bit of the organization needs to come into way clients handle their social media campaigns, a little bit of awareness, a little bit of understanding that consumers are actually looking forward to brands and influencers because they want a trustworthy voice. Absolutely. So if this entire trustworthy voice is being compromised, <clears throat> then it's a huge precedence for the industry. And I think that's the reason. Uh, so to answer your question specifically, the most important thing it will do to the ecosystem, digital ecosystem, is that uh, it will, as you rightly mentioned when you started off the program, that it will bring in a sense of caution. It will bring in uh, a few imperatives that will make, uh, you know, make brands and influencer think mm. twice before planning a influencer marketing program for the consumers who are actually constantly looking up to that voice of trust. Absolutely right. All right. So, uh, uh, Jain, let me come across to you now. So, let's also try and understand, you know, under the existing framework, under the existing scheme of things, are there any checks and balances as far as social media influencers are concerned? Uh -huh. So uh, exactly if I say that there is no clear-cut definition or there is no clear-cut law talking about a regulation with regard to social media influencers. But at the same time, if you look at online advertisement regulations, there are varied regulations. I think uh, Subhashi and uh, Arijit would agree with me that under Indian regime, we have Cable Television Network Regulation Act. We have, uh, you know, the self-regulatory ASCI. Apart from that, we have uh, you know, rules again, uh, under different laws. Like, for example, we have IPC, we have special provisions with regard to any obscene publication, any harmful publication, whereas, uh, you know, there is an act called as harmful publication under the Young Persons Act 1856, indecent representation of women under the Indecent Representation Prohibition Act 86. So then we have 
if i keep on and on there must be somewhere around you know uh, numerous acts like if i if i start naming we have cigarette and tobacco prohibition act advertisement on that so we have different regulations and laws and these two these two also come on on the on the, on the uh, you know online platforms that one has to abide by this but understanding that what exactly is the contour of you doing an advertisement or what exactly are the social media influencers have to abide with while coming on these uh, you know uh, online platforms and what kind of advertisements to what extent they can go what are the laws of india when you are having advertisements specifics to indian audience so when you have any advertisement coming on this platform what are the basic normal laws of india which you need to abide with apart from having a strict regulation to come with so i think having you know all these advertisements remedies under different acts uh, penal provisions uh, with regard to poxo with regard to cigarette with regard to lottery with regard to you know in numerous definitions so why not have one holistic regulation maybe self regulation or maybe a proper law uh, uh, to talk about so that 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 becomes a guide for all these influencers to look into and also uh, users to understand that what exactly uh, how exactly and also for the advert you know the company the uh, i mean there's a lot of ambiguity coming in where is this market area is concerned it's gray area uh, influencers are also somehow cheated or 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 some 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 other places um, the industry is getting cheated or users do not understand uh, there have been advertisements which are not to be shown to the children but you know they're not meant for children but they have been shown over there so i think there's a lot of gray area or a lot of ambiguity in this because it's still at the nascent stage it's growing so yes we do have norms but then i think uh, it's high time that we need to have a, a holistic regulation around this area Absolutely. All right. So since we are here, then let's take this particular aspect forward. So what are the recommendations of the Advertising Standards Council of India as far as regulating uh, social media influencers are concerned? You've already mentioned, uh, uh, you know, in your opening remark thus far, uh, 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 Subhash, that, uh, you know, protecting the consumer interest is topmost priority as well as uh, enabling the consumer to distinguish between paid and organic content. What else? That really is the biggest one, actually. Uh, apart from that, if you see the guidelines, a lot of it is execution on different, different platforms. How do you make sure you signify clearly to the consumer that this is paid for, right? I mean, today, if you look at the print media, if, if uh, there's an ad that is designed to look like an article of the newspaper, they have to write ADVT at the bottom of there. So that as a consumer or a reader, you are able to distinguish between the actual editorial of the newspaper and what is a paid for brand communication. It is as simple a logic as that. That really is, you know, if you are an influencer and you are sharing this with your, your, with your set of followers, tell them that this is a paid for initiative. Then let the consumer make a considered choice. The idea is don't hide it from your followers because they trust you and you have a responsibility towards them. And my, my favorite statement is, you know, I've always said from an advertising industry perspective, with great creative power comes great responsibility. In this case, with great influencing power comes great responsibility. And therefore, that's why I'm saying these are not laws. These are guidelines. And there's a big difference. Okay. The laws are what the government makes. The laws of the land. We work within that and we are guiding influencers and we are guiding consumers to look for the right things and that's one of the reasons we opened it up to the public as well we have sent it to the advertiser community we have sent it to the influencer community we have sent it to the government so we're getting inputs and feedback from everybody before we issue the final guidelines sure 
So, Arijit, uh, you know, since we are here, the draft proposal is up uh, for public debate till the 8th of March. And, uh, you know, so what are your suggestions? What are your recommendations, really? Because, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, like Subhash has just said, it's in the, open, it's in the public domain. So, we are they are just waiting for everyone to have their say and try and come out with, with the best set of guidelines. I've, uh, to be very frank with you, I haven't gone through the entire guideline in full detail. But whatever one has seen and whatever one has uh, read through on through the various news reports, uh, I would say that this is this uh, guideline has been created with a lot of collaboration. And I know Subhash, uh, and I know some of the background work that has been happening on this regard. Uh, the the intent to kind of put this guideline is very good because. It is a very, very collaborative process. It's a work in progress, and that is why they've given a time frame till the 8th, which means that there is a tremendous amount of, uh, you know, uh, acceptability to accept opinions from the world outside, because there are various stakeholders that have to be managed. But, you know, I would, uh, one thing that I would like to tell you is that uh, this is something that, uh, whose time has come and how. Because uh, I'll just give you, uh, very quickly, I'll take uh, probably 40 seconds to give you three broad statistics, uh, statistical pieces. Uh, you know, it, it is a research done about three to four years back. And this research talks about how transparency is critical to customers. You know, customers are saying that 47% of consumers will actually boycott a brand if they feel that they are actually manipulating a system. You know, 64% of consumers are saying that they will actually boycott a social media platform if it is overcrowded with messages. 79% are willing to actually pay a premium if they feel a brand is transparent. And one of the most interesting examples that one would like to, uh, you know, uh, kind of uh, anchor the discussion on is that Facebook about two and a half years back was almost pushed to kind of change their algorithm because it was actually given, giving lots of precedence to business and sponsored content. But there was a pushback from customers saying that we want our social media environment like we want, which is we want personal content. So I think, you know, the my overall feel is that the way the guideline has been designed, as Subhash rightly mentioned, that the heart of the guideline is about transparency so that you are not deceiving customers to think that it is a it is a it is a, you know, influencer content uh, and not, a, you know, promotional content. I think that is the key. If that itself is kind of promoted to a certain extent, and that part itself brings a part of the understanding of the entire ecosystem, I think then we would cover a significant ground and the later, later part of the regulation can come in. But I think this is the first step, and I think it is a very, very important step to set the tone for the future digital marketing ecosystem. True. And Kushbu, from a legal perspective, what is it that you would like to see? Uh, from legal perspective, uh, we do have uh, regulations around the world who are building up. If we take an example of USA under the Federal Trade, Trade uh, Commission, uh, influencers are having a legal obligation to clearly disclose their uh, you know, material connection to the product or services or whatever brand or companies that they are promote promoting on social media platform. UK, Canada also had the same kind of a follow-up, you know, looking at the FTC of U USA. In Canada, any kind of false representation which is made to promote any sale product or services, there is a criminal, it's a criminal offense. And, you know, it, it can be punished, it, it is punishable up to almost 14 years. 
or or a potential very high fines if you look at uae that's that's really interesting and innovative regulatory scheme that they have got it where they say that influencer marketing are require requiring influencers need to obtain a license if they want to promote products and services for which they are paid so that there is an accountability and you know there is a clarity about it there have been instances where you know uh, uh, some incidents have happened or some events have happened and influencers have put in on social media and people have reached there and there was a law and order situation where they wanted to file a class action suit and uh, and it could not happen as to you know who do they do they talk about these influencers or do they go to the influencers who have been paid or that influencer themselves themselves doing it so in in such scenario i think lot of ambiguity has happened so what i would say in my concluding remark is that you know we need to have a transparency in advertising which creates a level playing field for both influencers and also brands and it becomes becomes more easier for the user base to to make a, a prudent choice uh, uh, uh why not have a fair competition which can you know which can proliferate in this area also and uh, i would also talk about that you know we do have guidelines as servers talking about that it's not regulation it's guidelines guidelines are very good to you know for industry to flourish or for that specific portion to flourish but i would say that you know uh, uh, different platforms have got their own different uh, uh, guidelines to put in place that we we take up this twitter has different instagram has different or different different platforms have different i would say that different rules in different countries are also another ambiguity which comes in place so i would say that why not have a, a solution that is you know that 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 offers variety of platforms uh uh and also at the same time they agree upon the list of influencer regulations and rules uh you know which crosses the borders uh, which crosses crosses all the borders at the same time uh, uh different platforms different regulations uh it it you know it it's a holistic platform uh worldwide network which rely, which you know completely relies on that specific strat strategy to come up on because we cannot restrict it to platform based guidelines country based guidelines because what we talking about are influencers which are not res restricted to india and even if you have that enforceability will will create another issue so yes it's a good step that we are going towards guideline next i think there should be some regulation or there should be some guideline which is accepted worldwide then comes the enforceability all right to you frank All right, time to get closing comments now from all my panelists with the best way forward. I'm going to start with you, Subhash. You know, so how do we decide on what is genuine content and what isn't? You said in your opening remark that there's a very thin line or a fine line between organic content and uh, you know uh, ads, especially on social media platforms. So how do we distinguish and who's going to distinguish? And also considering that uh, many of these platforms are not based in India and the influencers too are not here in india they could be from uh, from beyond our borders so how do we look at it from that scenario one step at a time one step at a time you can't conquer the world in one one second uh, but i would say that you know the starting point for me is the sense of responsibility that you have and you feel and there's a line that each one of us will not cross okay self regulation to me starts with that individual making that pledge and committing themselves to a certain path if you look at all our members today uh, we don't have punitive powers but whenever we have ruled against any of the ads that have come from our members we've had 98% compliance by the members and the reason for that is because the members themselves have agreed to commit to the path of self regulation right and in the state two cases 2% cases where there has not been compliance we've been able to take it up to the regulator in question and then the law comes into play right mm. uh, 
Uh, we have been working similarly on these kind of guidelines. If you see right in the heart of the pandemic, we issued very strong guidelines on what kind of COVID claims you can make and what you can't. Because we once saw a plethora of claims utilizing, I mean, taking advantage of people's vulnerability during this whole COVID situation and talking about their products. So we issued very quickly strong guidelines on that. Very recently, another industry that's been burgeoning, right, is the gaming industry. Right. And we've just issued the gaming, gaming guidelines as well, just literally about two months back. Now, these are all very relevant and issues and uh, the influencer guidelines were just, it is the right time and it is a baby step, maybe. We'll get comments, we will, and look, no guidelines are cast in stone forever and ever. As sure. things evolve, we are willing to review it and change it and we've done that. <laughs> we've done that for stuff that was issued eight years ago, we are reviewing it again to say, okay, how do we make it more relevant for the current masses? So this is an ongoing process. I don't think it's a one-time thing. And I want people to appreciate that. Come and join the idea of being responsible. And that has to come from within. And that's sure. my appeal to all influencers as well. Sure. All right. Uh, Arijit, so with so many people and so many, uh, you know, social media platforms, uh, doesn't the job of monitoring such activities also become that much more difficult? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, in fact, it becomes difficult. And that is why the, you know, I would say that the responsibility lies most importantly in the hands of the brands and the marketers because the brands and the marketers most importantly will need to understand that consumers more and more more and more they're seeking only honesty and transparency because they must understand there is a huge ethical wave that is blowing in the air and people are wanting to understand what the brands do, the brand's backstory. And therefore, when marketers understand this and marketers are deeply sensitive about this, only then we will actually, and actually brands must understand that when they're sensitive about this and they kind of craft that persona in, in authentic, in, in authentically they are crafting that persona on social media, it mm. is actually going to benefit them for a long, long time to come because the the traction that uh, you know uh, what will kind of distinguish a win winning brand today uh, over the next seven to ten years is the amount of transparency and honesty that it is beaming in social media and across its interfaces. So I would I would say the last closing comment is that more transparent you become, the more sensitive you become to your customers' needs, the more are your chances of long term survival. And, if I may uh, just add yeah, a, a small please, comment, very quickly, my yes. Arijit said, I think the consumer is saying, I'm willing to be seduced, but not fooled. Correct. So ent Absolutely. entertain me, seduce me, and I will walk the path with you, but don't fool me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't take me for a ride is the message that is coming yes. out loud and clear as far as the consumer is concerned. And on that note, uh, Kushbu Jain, close the show for us with your concluding remarks. Uh, I'll just add another example of coronavirus, you know, there have been, a, a, which is of the country Morocco, there have been dozens of arrests made during, you know, for spreading humors about coronavirus. And watch, one such arrest was that there was a YouTube influencer lady who claimed that there is nothing called as coronavirus that existed on her channel and people actually followed and there was an uproar in the, in, the, in the city. So that's one of it that, that started that, yes, there is a need for these laws for all the three industries, including consumers, users, and also influencers, because 
because influencers are also at the uh, at uh, at the high side when such regulations do not exist uh, exist because a lot of time they do it and they get notifications or they, they they get notices from different countries that you did not abide with our laws mm. so i'm saying that these regulations uh, guidelines yeah is a good good step very step but i would say there's a need for a regulation uh, 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 a national law a uniform national law for benefit of all the three uh, uh, stakeholders in the industry and i would also close it with that yes there is a need for disclosure and transparency for the mm. best interest of consumer and at last we're talking about consumers here all right on that note then i'll call it a wrap on this edition of the big picture Thank you to all my guests for joining me on the program and putting things into perspective for us. What's coming out of this discussion is that we need to be as transparent with a lot of disclosures as far as social media influencers are concerned. Brands and influencers too need to be equally responsible in deciding the kind of content that they put out on social media. All stakeholders need to come on board and then we need to come out with the best set of guidelines so that it helps the consumers at the end of the day. protecting the consumer's interest should be at the top of the list along with distinguishing between paid and organic content those are the kind of regulations or guidelines we will most likely see as far as social media influencers are concerned both brands and influencers will have to be cautious going forward and that will indeed help the consumer with that it's a wrap see you again next time